0: It is about uh, eight and a half minutes after seven o 'clock here, and we are ready to go with the uh, Wednesday night edition of the employment hour phone lines of course open four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five talk. That number is toll-free. I have questions about your employment, your severance, your workplace. Bring them on. That's what we discuss here each and every week. And on the weekends as well here, and uh, we get to employment law. We're going to do all kinds of things, the severance pay calculator, your emails as well. And we'll talk about the aging workforce here in just a few minutes. But firstly, already give us some details on the week that was. It's the first thing we would like to do, right?
1: That's right, John, and uh, it's been uh, a busy week so far. You know, it's uh, only Wednesday, but it's certainly been very, very busy. A lot of people calling me and and asking questions about their workplace rights and wanting to uh, know if they have any entitlements or how to deal with some problems, and that's great. That's exactly what I enjoy doing the most. I'd like to talk to people and and give them some ideas as to how to fix some of those workplace problems, and that's what we're going to do here on our flagship Wednesday show of the Employment Hour. Call us. Call us right now. Let's talk about uh, your workplace rights. Talk about uh, rights uh, about employment law. Let's talk about uh, any problems you may be facing and how to solve them. And a lot of people are listening, so we can help s- solve a lot of other people's problems just by talking. And to to get us uh, started here, let me tell you about some situations that I saw come across my desk. Uh, the first one has to deal with this issue of, of dr- uh, drug testing in the workplace and when that's appropriate and, and when that's allowed. So in this particular situation, uh, the gentleman that ended up calling me had been off on a uh, disability because of a, a serious back problem. He had been off on disability for several months and was getting treatment and, and slowly but surely got better to the point that he was cleared to come back to work with some modified duties but cleared to go back to work. Now when he announced it to his employer, for some reason, reason that I haven't yet figured out, the employer said, well, we'll take you back but before we take you back, we want you to do a drug test. Hmm. We want you to go through a drug test to see if there's any drugs and in, in, uh, in your system. And only once you're cleared, uh, will will we then uh, allow you to come back to work. Now, this person was not taking any any drugs, nothing more than uh, uh, some some painkillers, nothing really uh, outstanding. But felt uncomfortable with this. He thought, you know, I don't want to have to go, uh, you know, pee in a cup or whatever it is that you got to do to get a drug test. I think that's a bit of an invasion of privacy. And he called me and he wanted to know, can they do that? So here's the answer to that, John. The answer is that in order for the employer to uh, require a drug test, there has to be a real reason. and what I mean by that you have to be uh, there has to be some sort of suspicions of a problem. Maybe there was an incident that raises concerns. Maybe you're in a really job uh, uh, sensitive position where maybe you're, you're, you're driving a bus or you're driving right. something and and it can be very dangerous if you're intoxicated or on drugs. Maybe then, if there's a good reason, the company can decide to do a drug test. But unless there's that really, really good reason, drug tests actually are illegal. They're actually a violation of the human rights code. And what I told this person is, no, they can't require you. Uh, and what I ended up doing is I uh, sent a letter to this employer, educating them a bit about uh, their obligations and this person's rights, and they backed off. So I want everyone to understand here that, that you know, drug tests, is not, and by the way, the same thing, have, uh, applies to alcohol test the company can't just randomly and unilaterally decide to conduct these tests there has to be a real reason safety sensitive positions uh, maybe an accident that happened short of that john that's illegal 416-870-6400 star
0: 640 on your cell one 225 talk that's a toll-free
1: number what else you got going on I got a call from a salesperson, uh, and uh, his boss had come to him a few days before and said, Hey, I have great news for you. Uh, you're on commission right now, 100%, uh, but we're going to do something really awesome for you. We're going to put you uh, on, a, on a guaranteed base salary, but we're going to reduce your commissions. So we're going to reduce your commissions, but put you on a, to make up for it, put you on a guaranteed salary. Uh, so congratulations, that's really good for you. Except this person wasn't happy at all about it. He said, well, wait a second. I like my commission structure. I'm kind of only yeah. depend on myself. I can I can make a lot of money. I have potential. I have you know, a bunch of deals on the pipeline, and if those go through, I'm going to make a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I don't want to make less commission, even if they put me on a, on a guaranteed base salary. So he wanted to know, what does that mean? Is this really something that I have to do because they, they're not just taking commission, they're also giving me salary? So the answer to that is no, they can't change the structure of this person's compensation. It doesn't matter if they take with one hand and give with the other. At the end of the day, if the person has a structure that's just commission, he can keep that. The company's not allowed to change it. And if they do, that's a constructive dismissal. So whether you go from commission to salary, salary to commission or any combination, if the company unilaterally changes it and you don't want that, if you don't like that, you may have recourse. You may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Leave and get severance. So very important for everyone to to remember that.
0: And it's like you often said. I mean, you're in midstream of employment, and the employment says, "Hey, we're going to change something. This is good for you. Chances are, it's better for them.
1: It's probably <laughs> right? better for them. Yeah. You know, the company is probably not going to uh, suggest something out of the blue unless they think there's something good in it for them. For sure. Uh, and you know, listen, I'll give the company the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they do think it's good. That said, they're still not allowed to do it. Uh, the company is not required or not allowed to do that. The employee can treat that as a constructive dismissal. And in this case, that's exactly what he's going to be doing.
0: Let's get to a call, shall we, early on here. Uh, Bill, thanks for hanging in, pal. How are you?
2: Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. No I, worries. I just have, uh, our company's doing some restructuring. They will be getting rid of people. And I'm just curious to know, if you are um, uh, restructured, our, our salaries, I'm a network professional, so our salaries are based on an X amount every year plus bonus. And that bonus varies depending on how profitable the company was. But mm-hmm. I'm based on twenty percent, for example. But uh, so if you're making in the mid eighties, you ended up get, getting close to like let's say a hundred. When they do give you a separation, will they base it just on your salary, or does your bonus also have to be worked in, even though it's not determined or, or exactly known what it'll be for that coming year?
0: Great idea. Great, uh, great question, Runner
1: excellent question bill very very important one and one that i think most of our listeners may be wondering about so let me answer it uh the the company when they pay severance they have to base it on total compensation so the general rule is yes they have to include bonus as well now because we don't necessarily what the bonus is going to be going forward what we do is we look at an average so depending on how long you work, you maybe you would look at a two- or three-year average. And if you're, let's say you make $100,085 salary plus 15 a bonus on average, then that's the figure we're going to use to calculate your severance. So if you're owed, I don't know, 12-month severance, then it's going to be 12 months based on $100,000. What I want you to, to remember, though, is that even though what I told you is the law, that's how they have to do it, In many, many cases, the company decides not to do that or or, or I should say tries to get away with not doing that. So they say, here's your severance and we're basing it on your base salary only. That is wrong. That would be a wrongful dismissal. If they do that, we can get it fixed. So when you're let go, not only do you want to see the number of months that they're paying you, you want to make sure that they've included everything they're supposed to include in it. So bonus counts. Uh, if there's a commission, it, it counts. Benefits, car allowance, pension, all of that has to be factored in. Uh, it's not just your salary, Bill. Right. Thank you very much. appreciate it. Thank
0: you, Bill. And uh, if it ever comes down the, uh, the pike, you want to get a hold of the OR, very simple, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. We'll uh, move along to Johnny. Hey, Johnny. How are you, pal?
2: Hey, I'm great, guys. How you doing?
0: Good, man. What's going on with you?
2: a question for you. I don't know uh, how well you guys know the gaming industry, but uh, Casino North of Toronto, in, they're going to be amalgamating with um, George and, mm-hmm. Down, and um, There's going to be a new one in Collingwood or Wasaga yet to be announced. Mm-hmm. And whether it's Great Canadian and or Hard uh, Rock Cafe, let's say, who buys us out, uh, we're the only unionized property out of there going to be the three that will be under the same umbrella as they merge them all together coming up okay i just wondered if apparently the georgian down staff is being offered one year um uh, a week per year per service and i um, not sure about the other ones with with being unionized if we'd be offered the same if that's fair or not if we do not sign the new contract with that new company coming in
1: so let me answer the question, Johnny. So non-unionized employees would be owed a lot more than a week per year, a lot more, okay? So, so let's make, if someone that's not unionized as a result of this transaction is losing his or her job and they're only getting a week per year, uh, per year that, that's a wrongful dismissal, full stop. Now, okay. with respect to unionized employees, well, the answer is in the collective agreement. And in most cases, unionized employees, if you end up losing your job, you will only get a week per year. Uh, Because usually the collective agreement limits your entitlements, so that is bad news. Generally speaking, Johnny, if you're losing your job, if someone loses their job, it's a terrible thing to do it when you're part of a union. If you're going to lose your job, you want it to happen when you're not part of a union, because if you're part of a union, you get pennies on the dollar. Now in terms of ensuring that you get everything you're owed and, and helping you out, the only one that can do that is the union. So I can't help you, no lawyer can help a unionized employee. Uh, a lawyer can only help a non-union employee. So you should speak with the, your union, ask them about what you'd be owed if you lose your job, etc. Uh, but I, I can tell you it's going to be a lot less than the non-unionized employees.
3: I see.
2: Awesome. Thank you for, thanks for your
1: time. Thank you. Johnny, I uh, appreciate that. Thank you for, uh, for calling. And
0: before we take a break here in a couple of minutes, we're going to get into this topic. The aging workforce, you know we've got one in this country, in fact, North America all over. But uh, talk a little bit about that for a moment.
1: Well, we, we do have an aging workforce, and you know you don't uh, need to be a, a social scientist to to understand hmm. that it's there everywhere, and, and you see it, you read about it. Uh, you know, aging populations. A lot of employees right now working. Uh, you know, maybe getting a bit older in their sixties and, and even in their seventies. And these days, a lot of people decide uh, to work either because they need to financially or because they like to to work. You know, beyond the traditional 64, 65 yeah. uh, that people used to. Now. That, that's important to remember because in the past, we used to have something called ma- uh, mandatory retirement. And up until about 11 or 12 years ago, the employer can tell em- uh, employees, you're going to be gone at 65. So whether you like it or not, you're going to be retiring at 65. We're not going to hire you anymore. And the employee would have no recourse. So no company really would have employees that are older than 65 if the company didn't want to. And right. that would be legal. But that's gone right now. We don't have mandatory retirement. So uh, employers now do have older workforce, and employers cannot, under any circumstances, tell people that there's an arbitrary uh, retirement date, whether it's 65 or 70 or whatever the date is. Employees can work as long as they want, but that causes some issues, some questions with respect to, well, what what does that mean if the employee can't do the job, if the employee is struggling? What are the employee's rights? What are the employer's rights? So we're going to tackle that uh, coming up.
0: And uh, we'll take a short break uh, in that regard, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free, and if you haven't caught it before, you will catch our uh, television show, Employment Hour in 30. That's on Global TV Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. as well. Back to your phone calls, emails, and the topic of the aging workforce when we continue with the Employment Hour. Right here at Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is 724 here in the Employment Hour. As always, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell or one talk That number is toll-free. Help at employmenthour.com as well. you got till around 10 to 8 to call in, get your questions answered. We advise you do because it's uh, the place to do it when it comes to your job. Uh, George, Toronto. Good evening. How are you, George?
4: Well, the, the bottom line is if you can't do the job, regardless if you're over 65, well, then you shouldn't be working, you know what mm. I mean? Uh, because you got to think of the employer, too. So uh, that's my comment on it, and uh, a lot of it's just pure greed, eh? So anyway, I'll leave you with that note.
1: What do you
0: think about well, that, Lear?
1: Well, you know, I, I certainly understand the frustration for an employer yeah. that, uh, that has an employee that can't do the job. But let, let's put something in perspective here. You know, the law is the law. Okay, so like it or not, I don't make it up the the law and people should not get upset at me because I tell people what the law is. But but let's let's break this down. If someone can't do the job because of their age, well, an employer does have a duty to accommodate. Okay, they do. So that may mean helping them out to have someone do the job or, or maybe putting them in a different position. If that's not possible, okay, if legitimately the companies try to accommodate but it's just not possible, either there's no job or there's nothing that the person can do, then yes, at some point you can terminate employment because of it. Absolutely you can, but you can't just say, well, you're not doing what I want you to do, so you're out of here. Uh, too bad, old man. You cannot do that. That's illegal. Okay, that's wrong, and that's a human rights violation. You have to accommodate. Uh, there's a limit to that. So that's that's the important thing here. If someone has a medical condition or an age, uh, you know, because of their age, they're struggling. You can't just let them go. You can't punish them. They're not doing anything wrong. Right. Uh, you can talk to them about, you know, does it make sense to retire if you want? I'll help you out. But you can't terminate them. You have to accommodate.
0: You get to the point where it's frustration of contract after a while, right?
1: After a while, if the person cannot do the job and there's right. no job for them to do, then, yeah, you may be able to end the relationship potentially without any compensation. It's a frustration or contract, but you can't jump the gun. You can't simply decide that without looking at all, at all the options.
0: Get to uh, Ken. Uh, Ken, good evening. How are you? I'm good, and you? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's happening with you tonight?
3: Well, it's a situation here. It's actually my wife. Uh, she was injured at work went off on long-term disability. She was off for over three years. She's now reached retirement age. The insurer says, well, you're retired now, so we're not covering you anymore. And the employer says, yeah, yeah, you're retired, so this is it. You're gone. No questions asked. Sorry. See you. Goodbye.
1: Now, Ken, uh, your wife, I take it, has turned 65, right? Correct. Correct. So, yeah, with respect to the insurance company, they're allowed to cut her off at 65 usually because that's how long the policy goes for. But is she now in a position to potentially go back to work, or is there a possibility that she may be able to go back to work?
3: On a part-time or a limited basis, uh, like initially, like she couldn't jump in full after being off for like over four years. She can't just pick it up.
1: But presumably up until now she's been off the last three or four years because she couldn't work is she improved now to the point where she could try to go back on some modified basis even yes okay well that's great that's important because in that situation the company can't decide well you've been off too long you're 65 off you go so yeah if they decided to just end the relationship with her not only is that a termination which means they owe her severance but that that potentially is also a human rights issue now Ken is she part of a union no okay and how long has she been there total including the time she's been off
4: uh, seventeen years.
1: Mm. Well, wow. that's a very long time. So she could easily be looking. I don't know, eighteen months pay, potentially even more than that. So the good news is uh, that uh, there's something you could be, do, you could do about that. And I want you, or, or your wife, even better, to reach out to me once we're off air, any time during the week. I'm um, in the office. Let me talk to her, get some more information. I want to see any discussions or correspondence with the company uh, because, no, they can't just decide because of her age or because of the fact she's no longer a disability that their relationship has ended. They would have to pay her, Can so I-, I really need to speak to her.
3: Yeah, they're, they're, their statement was, uh, you're not fit to return to hold the position that you had at the time of the accident.
1: Well, Her well, doctor will make
3: that determination.
1: Exactly, unless her yeah. doctor is saying that, and even them, by the way, If that was the case, they would still owe her some severance. Hmm. But assuming her doctor is not saying, that's it, she's done, she's not coming back ever, Hmm. uh, then, yeah, they can't make that statement. The insurance company can't make that statement. And if they have, yeah, they owe her compensation. All right, we'll do that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ken.
0: Thank you, Ken. That number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Give Liora and his uh, his partners a call. That and help at employmenthour.com com as well. Very important numbers to have uh, have on you, indeed. Uh, Byron, good evening. How are you?
3: Hi, very good. Thank you. Um, good. What's uh, what's going on? Um, our company, uh, we've always we're a service company. We've always had a company vehicle for company use, use and personal use. And uh, as of uh, twenty nineteen. January uh, 1st the company says they're canceling it I was just wondering if we had any recourse uh, to that can we fight that or great question it's...
1: so they're saying that starting at some point in 2019 next year you're not going to be able to use the car for personal use yeah as of January 1st January 1st and and when did they tell you that it's
3: told us that just before
1: christmas December. so let's call it a year they told you a year from now roughly yeah, one year. uh then that we're making that change so uh how big a company well
3: it's an international
1: company okay so uh, big company
3: something that the canadian uh branches have had but the u.s for example hasn't had so i think they're just clamping down on that benefit
1: so a company can't that, that's obviously a big change that, that's a significant change when you say you know you essentially you had a free car if you will now you don't uh so that's a significant change so the, the, in general the company is not allowed to make a significant change like that in the sense that if they do that's a constructive dismissal now what that, in this case though they've given notice so uh to the extent that they would have owed you severance potentially in what they've done is they've given you that severance by way of notice but Come January 1, 2019, if and when they they actually pull the trigger on that, they may still owe you some severance, depending on a number of factors. So you're you're going to have a choice. Unfortunately, there's no way to stop them from from doing what they're doing. But come January, you'll have a choice. A choice is to continue working, and now you're working and you don't have the the car for personal use, or you may be able to choose to leave and get some severance. How much severance, you know, I, I it, it depends. And if you want to. Consider that. We can get together and and I can uh, calculate your amount of severance. So even though there's no way to stop them from doing it, uh, you may have recourse, you or your colleagues, to leave and get severance because that is obviously a significant change to the terms of employment, and, and that means that they've essentially breached the agreement, the employment agreement.
3: Okay. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Thanks, Thank Byron.
1: you, Byron. Uh, moving
0: forward, one 821 5900 That's Lior's number. And uh, help at employmenthour.com. Yeah, aging workforce. I mean, we had, had calls that were similar to the beginning off the uh, the top of that set, though. Uh, you know, age retirement's dead and gone. We know that. So what does that mean for employees, employers? Uh, what can employers do with older employees who become you know, less less productive? What are their options?
1: Yeah, so so let's start talking about it from the employer's perspective. I touched on that yeah. before if the employer does have employees that you know because of their age they're getting older maybe they can't necessarily do the job the same way they used to well the employer has to try to find other positions and to provide accommodation now it's okay to to raise these issues with the employee it's okay to say you know i i have concerns that you can't do this job and and try to get the doctor involved and the employee's doctor perhaps can suggest what the limitations are or if there's an underlying medical condition that that makes it more difficult for the employee to do the job so bottom line is there's you have to as an employer try to find the solution you try to work together with the employee and potentially with the employee's doctor to see if there's something either either that you can do the employer to make their life easier and make them do the job or something that can be done to to put them in a different position uh if you do that then you explore that and and it still doesn't get fixed or there's just not not a solution at that point, you may be able to escalate and look at ending the relationship. So what I don't want employers to do is to say, well, you're not doing the job, you're out of here. Uh, because even if you pay severance in that situation, uh, this could be a human rights violation. So if you think someone is just not doing a good job because they're slacking off, okay, well, that's different. But if they're not doing a good job because of a medical condition or you know, because of their age, it makes it difficult to do the job, that is something that imposes on the employer obligations to tread carefully to, to investigate, to accommodate, and only then, and after that's been explored, can you continue or, or consider a, p- a possible separation.
0: 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That's the toll-free number till around 10 to 8 tonight to call in. If any questions or concerns you have, bring them on. Talking about the aging workforce, mandatory retirement. We'll flip it to the other side, say, uh, you know, what should an employee do if he or she is the one struggling on that job? What do they have to do?
1: Yeah, no, and it's kind of two sides of the same situation. And right. the employee, what the employee should do is be upfront with their employer and, and tell them, you know, don't assume that uh, you can kind of get away with it. Oh, I'm not doing a good job. My employer may not notice because they probably do and it probably will create a conflict. So if you have a medical condition, uh, whether it's related to your age or otherwise, tell your employer, here's what I'm struggling with. Speak to your doctor and have the doctor provide some guidance and some help in terms of what would help you. Be an active participant in your own accommodation. So don't just say, well, I have a problem, employer, fix it. Try to come up with ideas and solutions, be active, uh, act, active in this process, and, and try to come up with something that allows you to continue working. Now, of course, if you can't or you need some time off, talk to your doctor about giving you some time off from work. You, depending on your age, you may qualify for disability plan. You know, if you're younger than 65, But even if you're older than 65, you could potentially go on an unpaid leave or even get some EI benefits uh, while you get better. So there's a number of options here, and and the best thing you could do is address it head-on rather than avoid it, rather than uh, assume that things are going to work out on their own. They usually don't. You have to be proactive.
0: You know, in in, uh, in addition to our uh, weekly radio shows here, we're also on the TV with the uh, Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV, Saturday mornings at 10. We haven't talked about it yet, but we will cover it, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance should be. We're talking about mandatory retirement. It's dead and gone, but an aging workforce. So uh, older employee, they're, you know, not quote, unquote, not
1: keeping up anymore. Can they be disciplined by the employer? An, an older employee uh, or, or any employee that's struggling for reasons that is not their fault mm. cannot be disciplined because of uh, of their work performance. There's no exception to that. An employee cannot be disciplined because they're older or because they have a medical condition. Absolutely not. It uh, doesn't matter uh, what the employer uh, comes up with as a reason. It would almost almost always be a human rights violation. So as I said, the employer has to investigate, has to accommodate. The employee has to participate in that process, and beyond that, no discipline would John would ever be appropriate. If it's a matter of being less
0: productive, though, and I know you've had calls, you've had clients call employers and employees saying, "Look, I got this guy he's just not. He's just not cutting the mustard anymore. I gotta let him go. What happens in that case if he gets terminated?
1: Well, you know, if you're in fact uh, going to have to terminate someone uh, and, and you've explored the, uh, the options, accommodation, etc., then, yeah, you have to pay severance in most situations. And you got to look at age, position, length of employment, and then decide how much severance you got to pay. And because it's an older employee, it may cost you more money. Uh, one of the things to do with an employee that's still there and struggling is to say to the employee, employee, I know, I know you're struggling, uh Did you consider retiring? And if you want to consider retiring, I'm willing to to give you something. You know, we can work out a separation uh, arrangement. You don't have to. You can continue working. But here's a proposal. As long as you're proposing something to the employee, you're not imposing, you're not telling them you're gone, yeah, you can have a discussion, an open discussion with the employee about uh, retirement or departure. But if you decide to terminate, it's always going to mean you have to pay some compensation, age, position, length of employment. 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, star
0: 640 on sale in one triple eight two two five. 225 talk That number is toll-free. Got to Sean on the line. Hey, Sean, good evening.
4: How you doing? Can you hear me? I'm on a cell phone.
0: Absolutely. It's on crystal clear. What's up, brother?
4: Perfect. My mom worked at a, a company for 27 years. Well. And uh, I was in in another city at the time when, uh, I don't know what, She won't disclose what she signed, but uh, she signed the paper. This is about four years ago now. And I said, oh, dear God, you only got $17,000 after uh, 27 years. So what do you think about that?
1: Well, uh, you know, unless she was making uh, $8,000 a year, uh, then unfortunately (laughs) that that would have been a terrible deal. Because I, after 27, I,
4: told her, I told her after she's like I already signed the paper. Uh, yeah. I said, it was Murphy, you're, you're you're 70 when you retired." I said, "You should have called me." I was in college.
1: Yeah. No, I I hear you, and and the reason why she didn't call you, it's not even because of not wanting to bother you. It's probably she thought it was fair, and a lot of people think it is fair, not knowing that you know if, if in that situation she could have been owed as much as a couple of years' pay, two years' pay. And number one, because she signed the paper and because it's been uh, more than two years, I think you said about four years ago, nothing yeah. can be done about that, unfortunately. Uh, but there's you know, an important that, lesson uh, there.
4: The amount. So here's the whole uh, story real fast. Uh, sure. 27 years, same company, nine hour shifts, five days a week, 27 years. What do you think she'd be owed?
1: About two years' payment, two years.
4: Per uh, year? Well, two two years' pay.
1: Oh, two uh, years' pay, 24 months, yeah.
0: Whatever she made yeah. for a year times two, yeah. 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 So that's, that's, but, and, and uh,
4: ninety eight thousand, right? So. Ouch.
1: Yeah. Ouch. No, but, but there's an important lesson there because, you know, you don't want to be in that situation, whether it's yourself or your, your significant other, your friends. Uh, so if they lose their job, you have to tell them to get some advice. I don't care. I don't care what they're offered. I don't think if they think it's the best thing ever, it's easy. Call me. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. We'll talk about that more. Call that's someone else uh, if you don't like to call me, but you got to get some advice. Call
4: them with this example is, uh, call, call first. Thanks, my friend. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. Thanks, Sean. Again, it's a rough situation. That's what are you going to do, right?
4: Oh. Yeah, just uh, let everybody know, man, make your call first.
0: That's a, that's a t- 98, you know, could going to be looking at almost $100,000 right now. Yeah. There, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, uh,
1: it's a tough pill to swallow. And, and you know, this, as, as shocking as that is, it's actually not that unusual. I see these situations every day. So please, please don't let that happen to you. Amish, how are you? Welcome to the I'm show. I'm
4: good. I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I work as an X-ray technologist in a one private company uh, for four years uh, doing X-ray job. Now, they last Friday, they gave me a letter of termination without any reason, and they give me only two weeks severance package.
1: Wow. Now, is it, is it four years or 40? Four. Four years. Okay. okay. And uh, how old are you, Amish? I'm 60 years old. 60 years old. So someone in your situation will be looking at six months' pay, not two weeks' pay. In fact, two weeks' pay is actually a breach of the Employment Standards Act. It's completely illegal. So uh, my friend, you're owed about six months' pay. This uh-huh. You haven't signed anything, I take it?
4: No. They gave me a paper uh, and I took it at home. And I was about... I Even I called your office also yesterday and oh, today also.
1: Good. Well, then, then we're gonna connect, and I'll help you get everything that you owed. Because yeah, you're obviously gonna be owed uh, right around six months' pay, a lot more than two weeks' pay. So if I have your information, you're, you, we're gonna connect very, very quickly, get this resolved, hopefully just as quickly, and then you can get everything that you owed.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You are so great. Doing good job. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, you know you're uh, you were smart to call first of all, so that's a a good play on your part, uh, Amish. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five talk. That number is toll free. Going to wrap up our last point here on uh, you know the aging workforce, mandatory retirement, which is dead and gone. Uh, if an employee feels that they were let go because of their age, maybe they've been you know, listening to the show tonight, uh, hearing you talk about it. What's uh, what's the first step? What should they do?
1: Well, you know, obviously I'd like to speak to them and I'd like to know why you think it was your age. You know, were you the only person let go and, you know, you're the oldest person there and everyone was kept on and they let you go? Did someone say something about your age? Uh, You know, so I I always want to know what it is that made the person think that it was their age. But to the extent that, that we feel that there's legitimacy to that, that that's likely that that's what happened, that the person was let go because of their age, then yeah, we may be able to pursue this not just as a wrongful dismissal, but potentially as a human rights violation. So I'd like to, to speak to someone that, that is in that situation. Because remember, by the way, even if it's not an age thing, even if you're not sure if it's an age thing, you're probably still owed a lot more than what the company was offering you. Even if the termination was, was otherwise legitimate and legal, What are the chances that the company is actually offering the proper severance? I can tell you those chances are, are very, very slim. So give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's make sure that you get everything you're owed, whether or not you're let go because of your age or otherwise.
0: You have questions? Still have time to call in here for a few minutes till about ten to eight. Four one six eight 416-870-6400, star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five. Talk email help at employmenthour.com. Okay, we mentioned a few times during the show already. Severance pay calculator. I want to I want to get to this before we uh, close here. So give me some details on it.
1: Funny, uh, by the way, every time we talk about the severance calculator, right at the time when I talk about it, you know, the website it just kind of gets overloaded. A lot of people yeah. go on it at the same time and check it. That's wonderful. That's amazing. So severancepaycalculator.com is the website. The website that was created a few years ago by myself, and it allows anyone to find out how much they're owed. So Amish, our, our recent uh, caller, uh, he could have gone on severancepaycalculator.com and he put in. Uh, he would put in his age, the type of job that he had, the length of employment, and, and they would have told him told him that someone in his situation is owed about six months severance. He would have known, wait a second, they gave me two weeks' pay. I'm actually owed six months' pay. Right. I got a problem. So anyone can do that. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. You don't have to put in your name or the company's name. You just go to severancepaycalculator.com. And you find out how much you're owed maybe you haven't lost your job and you're feeling pretty good about it but again have that in your back pocket check it out have that information available to you in case the unexpected ever happens and if it's your wife or your husband or your uh, friend that lost their jobs the easiest fastest way most accurate way to find out how much you're owed severancepaycalculator.com
0: and heads up as well, the number will seem inflated compared to what you thought or what the paper would say. That is the correct number on the Severance Pay Calculator. A lot of people doubt it, right?
1: It's the correct number. It's the reason why we're here. Uh, if people were not surprised by it, there would be no need for it. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Yeah, it's accurate, and uh, you've got to go check it out.
0: Trying to get another call or two here in before we wrap. We got an email just came in from Barry. says, can my employer put me on a performance improvement plan and then say that I didn't do a good enough job and then let me go for cause?
1: Well, you know, let's start with the idea that terminating someone for cause is very, very difficult. And by the way, we're going to talk a lot more about cause uh, this week and uh, on the show on Sunday. But it's very difficult to terminate for cause. And with Barry, if they put him on a performance improvement plan, even if it's legitimate that Barry wasn't doing a good job, it's still going to be nearly impossible to let him go for performance reasons. Unless he had just started, unless his, he was doing such a horrible job that it was just being ridiculous then maybe 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 but in most situations john even if you're put on a performance improvement plan uh does not mean that the company has a right to let you go for cause now mind you that doesn't mean they're not going to try but it's so difficult to terminate for cause remember it's the death penalty it's reserved for the worst offenders so uh, in most cases the company does not have cause even if they try
0: Anne writes in says, the doctor I work for has said that he will be retiring in six months. He's not said anything about severance. I have worked for him for almost 30, count them, 3 0, 30 years. Do I
1: get severance? If the doctor is retiring and as a result, you lose your job, yeah, of course you're owed severance. Anytime you lose your job, you're going to be owed severance, and after 30 years, it could easily be 24 months pay. So yeah, definitely give me a call.
0: We'll get to a call from uh, Vasanthi. How are you, Vasanthi?
4: Hi, good. Thanks. Uh, how are you? Thanks for Good. What's going on? Um, what I want to—I work for the bank for the past twenty-seven years, mm-hmm. and recently I got um, disability. Like one of my eye got uh, impaired. Like I have retinal occlusion. Sure. Okay. And the other eye is amblyopia. So I've been working with in the bank for the past twenty-seven years with one eye. So I was asked for them to accommodate, but the accommodation is not getting done. So I asked them to let me go because. I'm 54 now, so I'm towards my retirement, um, but nothing has been done yet.
1: Okay, so first of all, they, they do have to accommodate and if they won't accommodate you, that, that failure to accommodate could actually be considered a termination. So you actually may have already been terminated, You know, believe it or not. So given the fact that we're running out of time here, what I want to do, is I want to talk to you as soon as possible off air. I want to find out about what accommodation you need, what have they done, and what haven't they done. Well, they uh, have done
4: some accommodation, but which is, hmm. I guess, is not enough, I guess.
1: Well then, you know a a lot is going to be expected of a bank because they're a big employer and have a lot of resources. So I want to speak to you, and I want to find out exactly what's happened. You actually may be in a position to consider yourself as terminated and get severance, and after 27 years, that's going to be as much as two years' pay. So give me a call as soon as possible once we're off air.
0: Vasanthi, appreciate that call, and uh, we're just about done again. If you didn't get your uh, call on air tonight, that is no problem. There's an easy way for you to reach out. Several, actually, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll put you in touch with Lior and the firm. There's also help at employmenthour.com if you have questions. Otherwise, terminationquestions.com. There's a drop-down menu there. You can ask your questions anonymously there. And as always, always we direct people to severancepaycalculator.com to find out exactly what your severance offer should be. The real number. It's right there. It takes about 30 seconds you can walk away anonymously or there's a contact button at the bottom and it'll put you in touch with leora that way as well till next time on global news radio